0: Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors, beneath crystal chandeliers, and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue. With all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way, the gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. Hey sis, have you heard about Camp Horizons? No, what's that? It's an awesome overnight summer camp that's been around for over 40 years and they have horseback riding, archery, swimming, arts and crafts and a lot more. Oh, that sounds fun! Plus, they have a water slide, two ropes courses and a farm with all sorts of cool animals. (laughs) Oh mom! Join a diverse community of campers and staff from all over the world for kids ages 6 to 16. Register today at CamphorizonsVA.com.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I've got a treat for you tonight. Tonight we're going to speak to Alan. And Alan is one of the BBR members and he lives in the Staffordshire area. And he's, one of his research areas is the Chase. Because he had an encounter of something, an experience shall we say, back about 18 months ago now, wasn't it Alan?
2: Yes, it was, yeah. It was during the day as well, in the afternoon.
1: Do you, do you mind telling people why you went out there? What, what got you interested kind of thing?
2: Well, for me, I, I mean, even growing up as a kid, obviously I had to share a bedroom with my slightly younger brother.
0: Yeah.
2: And I remember seeing a... a I think it was, it was an old film, and it was to do with The Yeti. Yeah. And ever since I seen that, that was it. Mm. And then... I think I heard about, did hear about the Patterson and Gimlin film. Mm -hmm. I can't remember how, because obviously the internet weren't around then. Uh, There was no mobile phones, no internet. And I can't remember how, but I do remember that I knew about it somehow. And that's all I could dream about at night. And I must admit, it used to give me nightmares.
0: Because
2: I always used to hear, like, breathing. Although it was my brother... Snoring or whatever, I thought it was a Bigfoot at the bottom of my bed.
1: Yeah. So I'd
2: wake up screaming. (laughs) So I've always been interested in Bigfoot or wild man, I like to call him.
1: Yeah, I do. I prefer that. Um,
2: And animals in general, really, all sorts, mainly unusual stuff. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I've always been known for liking unusual stuff something not not normal what normal people would say like okay. a, yeah. or a dog or you know or a horse i'm more into like your your giant spiders your giant centipedes yeah. um i've even had a dragonfly as a pet how weird is that lizards snakes all that sort of thing scorpions a lot so i've always been into stuff like that so um how it came about is um A friend at work, we just got chatting like, and obviously I was. I live. I used. I live on YouTube. I must admit, I do live on YouTube, and I was watching video after video after video, even the podcast ones that they posted on YouTube about big uh, wild Well, Sasquatch, as they call it in America, they were all American ones, and then it was about. I think it was. Last year, I think it was the, near the beginning of last year mm-hmm. or maybe even the end of the year before that, I found out about yourself. Right. I thought, there's got to be somebody in Britain. Like, there's got to yeah. be. And then I found out about yourself. I thought, oh, that's fantastic. I thought, all right, then. And then um, my friend, Paul, who actually saw
1: yeah.
2: this thing, because he still doesn't know exactly what it was he saw. Um, we're into like open spaces, woodland. Yeah. So it started off, we used to, we, we started hiking. Yeah, I get
1: you. Because yeah. we wanted
2: yeah. to get fitter, basically, and we love the outdoors anyway.
1: Yeah, just to be out there.
2: Yeah. So we went to Pistol Rider, round the mountains up at the back of the waterfall.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, this was in the dead of winter as well. Uh, we went, there's a. Stepping Stones, or Stiper yes. Stones. Stiper Stones, yes, sorry. So Stepping Stones is a mechanic. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was called Stiper Stones. So we went up there, did all the hills over there. Uh, Carding Mill Valley, did all the hills up there. And I always used to pick the most difficult route. I wouldn't... So I'm, I'm a, I'm a bugger for it. I won't stick to the main path. Yeah. I see something... I like to challenge myself when I do stuff like that. And so I... Pick a route, and this particular day we went to Cardin Mill Valley, and I says, um, we was walking past some wild horses, mm-hmm. as well, and there was snow on the ground, and I said, let's go up this way, because we, you know, what's the worst that can happen? So we started climbing up, and we had to like go on all fours because it was quite steep, <laughs> and uh, we carried on, and we was walking for about half an hour while well, climbing for about half an hour, and. Uh, Paul says, Can you see anything yet? I says, Yeah, I think I can. I think I can see the road. Uh, anyway, we carried on for another five, ten minutes. He says, We at the road yet? <laughs> and i will turn around and say, um, no. <laughs> so we carry on and carry on. I think we walked about three miles and it was constantly going up and, up and up and up and up and up. And I thought, What where the hell are we going? And it turns out we got lost in the end. <laughs> well, actually, I ended because it was very misty at the very at the top. It was like almost like going into the clouds. Yeah. The, and he um, says, Can you see anything yet? And then all of a sudden, ten meters in front of me, this car went. Yeah. There's I said, This right. yeah, road here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you were led by your gut.
2: And yet I couldn't even see the road. <laughs> it was mad and I thought, okay, this is um where are we? I, was, I don't know. So we got lost there. Anyway, that's how we ended up doing the complete Carding Mill Valley. I mean, all the hills around it, even the other side of Carding Mill Valley. We did the hills up there as well. I can't remember what they're called. So that's how it first started, doing all this hiking and stuff. And I says, um, I've always heard about the Canic Chase. Yeah. And because he doesn't mind, if it's just me and him, he mm-hmm. won't mind the drive
1: yeah I get you
2: because obviously I, I've known his family like for years going back to the school days because I used to be in the same year as his older brother
0: yeah
2: so on I know his family and he sort of like knows me my family and uh so I was, let's try ca- tra- Canuck chase
1: yeah have a goal there.
2: so we looked on google earth first looked how big it was so and then we picked a car park Got the postcode and we went. And this was during the day. And the first place we went to was the Go Ape place.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Although there was a lot of people there and it was mm-hmm. mainly like for act- activities for kids and, you know, families and stuff like that. It was absolutely stunning. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the, the trees, because I love trees, different types of trees.
1: It is a, it's a beautiful. Now, a lot of people don't like the Go Ape centres, and I was against... Oh, I community.
2: think it's beautiful.
1: But they're not going to build on them, are they? So that part of the, the woodland, same at Delamere, that it's protected. So even I now think it's got people back into the woods. The kids are loving it. You know, people are setting off there for the weekend. So for all I was against it, I now think it's a really good idea, to be honest.
2: Yeah, well, during the lockdown... um, it was on their website, the Canic Chase website. Yeah. Uh, the trees there had got some sort of um, infection, fungus or something, red something, right. red spot or something like that. I can't remember exactly. So you couldn't go there. You couldn't go to around the Go Ape area where the trees are there.
1: Right.
2: So I thought, well, why don't we go? I mean, Canic Chase is big. I mean, it's massive. Look at the size of it. Why don't we go to another area? Yeah. So he says, okay then. So. If you look at Cannock Chase on the map, mm-hmm. and you go to the north, north, northernest, oh, I can't even speak. Yeah, northernest part of Cannock Chase. you so
1: just above Milton, uh, You will right? find
2: uh, a car park. Where is it? Because I've got obviously I've got two screens on. <laughs> it's called uh, the Punch Bowl Car Park. Right,
1: I'm just pulling it up on my map now, so I can give people.
2: And yeah. Punch yeah.
1: box. Oh, hang on a minute. I've just got the one for Birmingham come up. <laughs> it must be a franchise. Where's yeah. Mess,
2: right up the northern end of Cannock Chase.
1: I know where you mean, just above Shugbury Hall. People will know that like, that area. We yeah.
2: Because mm. we noticed going around. The, the roads around Cannock Chase, that some of the car parks they get barriered at a certain time. Yeah. But the uh, Punch Bowl car park doesn't. So the second occasion that we went up there, so I think we've been up there now five or six times. I can't remember exactly. The second time we went up to the Punch Bowl car park.
1: Right. Yeah. It's in Milford. Got it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: sorry
1: to interrupt you, but yeah, for anybody who's yeah. out, know, it's Milford. <laughs> yeah,
2: and me being me, because I, I don't like to stick to the main trails, I like to make my own trails. I like to follow the animal trails, because you can clearly see that animals have been where the grass has been flattened, you can see it, uh, deer droppings, stuff like that, so you know it's an animal trail. Yeah,
1: it's about five minutes off the trend. That, that's
2: yeah. Like that. yeah, Yeah. I, I like to because me being fascinated with different types of animal, I, I, I like to try and follow their trails and see, yeah. you know, teach myself tracking, basically.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to
2: do. Yeah. So we went, we started going through the woods and um, following the animal trails. And we was loving this, walking through the woodland, not mm-hmm. where all, all the tourists were, down the main pathways and stuff yeah. like that. It was beautiful. See, But we couldn't see any animals at all. No squirrels, no rabbits, no sign of deer. Well, that's probably obvious because the deer don't like to be around tourists. Uh, But I was at least expecting to see the odd squirrel or a rabbit maybe, or even a vole or a mouse, anything like that. And we saw no wildlife whatsoever. Anyway, we ended up going... cutting through all the woods and mm-hmm. um, we come across a big open space where they've been fell in the woods, yeah. which, which I, I really hate, I really do. I
1: know, it's sad, isn't it? Uh,
2: which is where, right near, if I get, yeah, if you look on the map, if you go from the punch bowl car park down yeah. a little bit and then east to strawberry hill yeah 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 got you. it was around that area all the woods were fell down i thought oh, this is horrible but in the distance on the main path you could see yeah. like um a watchtower you know yeah. like the old um park ranger towers that like yeah. they have america i thought that looks fascinating let's go and have a look so we had to walk down the path got to it i thought well. so we had a little climb up Nobody was using it, so we had a little climb, obviously, what it was like, and you got a great view. Apart from, like, no trees being there, and um, right by the other side of that was like a a very densely packed wood. Yeah, wasn't very big. It was maybe 100 feet, 150 meters, Uh, but there were. You could tell it was that had been planted military. Like in in squares, yeah. So it wasn't like a natural wood. It was like people just there. Five feet. I think the trees were planted five feet apart. Yeah,
1: they'll grow. Not very. Yeah, put them down and then plant in another area.
2: But we was walking past it and there was one opening. There was a little opening, so we you see you could see through.
0: Yeah.
2: And I could see, and this is where it leads to that story I told you about Mm -hmm. eighteen months ago. An abandoned campsite. Right. And you could see there was a tent there and there was a, a stool and there was some carrier bags in there, stuff like that, just a yeah. uh, bottle lying on the floor. There was nobody there. And I thought, well, I said to Paul, I says maybe a homeless person's living there or something like that. So anyway, we thought nothing of it. We carried on and then we turned left. So we was going down around the, the other side of it. Yeah, I think
1: it's called Abraham's Walk, that
2: area. Yeah, Abraham Valley. That's That's where it's. That's the one. Yeah. So we was walking down the other side of it, and then we carried on over into the woods where there was doing more felling, and it was all it was all sectioned off. We couldn't go no further because it was doing felling. So we thought, okay, we'll we'll have a rest, have a snack, have a drink, and have a laugh, like. We're constantly them.
0: Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors, beneath crystal chandeliers, and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue. With all inclusive packages, award winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way, the Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at the Gala 417. Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors, beneath crystal chandeliers, and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue. With all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way, the gala is the perfect place to say I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com.
2: Piss out of each other, you see. Yeah. And uh, Paul we'll, we'll head back. So we started heading back up this same path. past mm-hmm. So that density pack would, would have been on our right. Yeah. And I was in front because I always lead. Um, And he was about, he was only about what, 10 feet behind me, Paul. And he's, I won't swear. <laughs> i won't say the word he said anyway yeah. he said what the f is that so i looked instead of looking i looked straight at him yeah. so i turned to my left instead of my right okay. yeah. so i looked at him and his eyes were out on sources and he says what the f is that and he pointed so i turned straight away and he said and it's gone and there mm-hmm. was a little opening in this densely packed woods I says what? What did you see? And he says, I don't know. It was big. Yeah. So I thought, right. I says, okay, I'm going in. So (laughs) I went in because I'm an idiot. (laughs) So I went in, but virtually crawl on all fours to get in because it was densely packed. Yeah. And uh, so I started crawling in. Paul was right on my on my back, and was walking in, and then go in about five feet and i found a small deer's head yep. skull and a femur bone
1: right
2: I, I knew what they were because obviously i know animals so i know what bones are from different parts of the anatomy yeah so one of them was a femur bone it was either the back or the front i'm not sure right and it was a small skull because it was only about probably yep. a small doe it's yeah, probably you know. big mm. seven inches ish so it must have been a small dough and it had been it was completely clean Right. and there was no because sometimes if if um, bones have been out especially in
1: yeah for a long time
2: yeah you start getting a bit of green mould on and stuff like that it's completely clean so it couldn't have been there that long so anyway we carried I, I actually took photos of it and put it on Facebook you can if you go in my on my Facebook, Deb, you can search through all these. And um, so we carried on in, in these woods, like, and we had to be careful. I says, you know, watch each other's backs, basically.
1: Yeah, that's it while you're in there. Don't
2: be any more than three feet away from each other. Because I'm all about safety when I'm in, in stuff like that. So I said, right, okay. I says, but completely always keep your eyes open, Yeah. watch your backs as well, so look behind just in case. And we kept on going through, and we saw nothing. So if you lay on the ground or near the ground, you could see basically all the way through.
1: I get you. So very strategically placed.
2: I couldn't see a damn thing, nothing, not a thing. And I says, what did you see? I says, I don't know. He said it was big and it was dark. No, and it's so, moved but,
1: off stealth as well. If you'd gone straight into that wood yeah, if it's been a pony or an uh, or a you know or a cow, because people say, well, what if you... you'd have seen it moving a off? Of a pony
2: or a cow wouldn't have fitted in there. Yeah. It would have broke the branches down and everything. On right. honestly, maybe a Shetland pony, but even a Shetland pony would have broke the branches down.
1: I get you. So, something that's so moving... it
2: must have been something intelligent yeah. enough to not do that. There was no broken because bra- I look for stuff like that,
0: yeah.
2: Um, and there was no evidence, couldn't see any you know indentations of feet or anything okay. like yeah. that. Oh, this is weird. And we got about halfway in, and I turned to my left because obviously it's in like a grid, all the yeah. trees turned to my left, and I swear. I saw a Timberland wolf. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Ears, face, bushy tail, the works. Right. I said, Paul. I whispered to Paul, because he was just about three feet behind. I said, come here. So I grabbed him, I says, What does that look like to you? He says, A wolf. I says, Yeah. yeah. I says, but I'm telling you now, that's a bush. And I knew it was a bush, but it looked exactly like a Timberland wolf, okay. honestly. Yeah. So I can see how some people, what's the word? Um, you
1: misidentify see. it, yeah.
2: Exactly, yeah, that's it. But I knew exactly it was a bush. I knew it weren't a wolf. But it looked I, it
1: looked right.
2: No. Yeah. So I says, right, I'll prove it to you. So we started going up towards it. And the closer we got, and he says, oh, yeah, it is a bush. Mm. But see how people can misidentify that yeah. stuff. So anyway, we carried on and we thought we'd go a bit further up. And that's when we came to this uh, campsite. There was nobody around. This looks a bit strange. The tent was a bit, it only looked like a two man tent. Yeah. You know, one of those quick pop up ones. Mm -hmm. It'd been ripped open by what? I don't know. Could have been just kids or anything or whatever. Mm Um. There was plastic bottles, cans, empty cans, and it was just all abandoned, and I thought, this is a bit strange. Yeah. So we tried looking around it, see if we could find any evidence of anything, really. And we couldn't find nothing. Like a lot of people can't find anything, no evidence yeah. of anything.
1: You don't leave, they don't make it easy for you, I'll be honest.
2: No, they certainly don't. <laughs> and uh, we spent about... 15 20 minutes at this campsite, this little camp area, and then we came back out of the woods. And then we decided to go back to the car. And because we didn't use the main paths, yeah, um, we actually got a bit lost. <laughs> so instead of going to the punch bowl car park, we ended up going to the seven springs car park, right? <laughs> and we thought. Oh, crap, we're lost. <laughs> but luckily, somebody knew. I, I asked somebody back, who knew yeah. the area and says, oh, you you probably want the punch ball car park. You have to go go on this path down there. We were three miles away from the car. <laughs> so we stuck to the path. He says, you go have to go over the stepping stones. Right, OK, thank you. Anyway, we found the car in the end and we came home. And I think it was... A week. So we used to do this every week, every weekend. Yeah. And I think it was a week or two weeks after we went back again and we thought we'll park at the Punch Bowl car park again. And this is when I had the map from yourself yeah. uh, of where the sightings were. And I was looking mainly... I mean, I've always been fascinated with wild maps. But my big passion is dogma.
1: Yeah.
2: Because I thought these things, they don't exist. No way. No way half human, half dog can exist. Not a chance on this planet. No, no way.
1: Yeah, they
2: do. <laughs> but I started researching into it, trying mm. to find as many podcasts. Yeah. Just so uh,
1: the information.
2: Everything. Yeah. As much as I actually got obsessed by it. I was dreaming about it. I was thinking about it at that during yeah. the day. It was I was obsessed by it. So and as soon as I saw where these dogman sightings are on your map, I thought we've got to we've got to go there, you know, just to have a look around, see if we can see if there's any paw prints or anything.
1: Yeah, just to see if we can find something.
2: And uh, that's what we did the second time because we knew We sort of like knew the area by then because we stuck to the northern part. Yeah, you
1: got a feel for
2: it. We we got yeah exactly. We got a feel for it, and obviously we got no 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 evidence whatsoever. Again, but we enjoyed ourselves anyway because we just take the piss out of each other. (laughs) That's what
1: it's a win win, isn't it? Oh
2: yeah, I I love being out in the woods anyway, so it was a win win for me. But um. We went there another couple of times, and we went to the Punch Bowl car park a, a third time,
0: mm-hmm.
2: just, to have a, just to make sure we've got the northern part of the chase.
0: Yeah,
2: spot on. Yeah, we knew where we were. Um, if we go in this patch of woods, we knew that because I studied this map, yeah. and I've studied this map since basically I've seen it. Uh, so I knew where where the paths were, which direction. So we could always find the car park again. And the th- fourth time, and it was um, it was during just before the lockdown. Yeah. So it was about gosh, the end of February, the beginning of March of this
1: yeah, think, year. Yeah, I think so. we would
0: do me, March were
2: the, year, me, the yeah, first yeah, week so. of March. Um, he happened to come round on a Friday. And he says, "Um, um, we're always talking about stuff like this. And uh, we we was looking at the map again, and he says, "Uh, what are you doing now? And I says, nothing, why? He says, come on then, let's go up. And this was about half six.
0: Yeah.
2: And by that time, the the nights were getting started to get longer. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, we decided to go somewhere totally different this time. I says, well... Because I had this fascination yeah. of, of dogman, I says most of the sightings are around westish side, middle to west.
0: Mid-
2: yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, I says, well, let's go to the German cemetery place. Yeah. Because that's there's three sightings there alone.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: So we got the postcode, and we went off up there, and we only spent about. Well, we was only supposed to spend about half an hour, an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up spending a few hours up there and it was getting dark and we had no torches. <laughs> <laughs> we was just fascinated because as soon as we, me and him get into the woods, because we love woodland anyway, both of us, that was it. Yeah. But we had to stay in there and we had to go further. And though it was... If you look at the map, where the cemetery is, where the Cannock Cemetery, War Cemetery, because there's two cemeteries. I didn't know there's actually two. Yeah. But the one on the main road, the bit of woods on the right, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you've got that little stretch of woodland on the right. Yeah. Uh, We went in there because one of the sightings was in there. Mm -hmm. So we started going through and I could see, like, big tracks, like uh, heavy machinery.
1: Right, I get you, yes, God, yes. It
2: started, fe- some of the trees had been knocked down. oh, God, they're starting to fell these woods as well, which really pissed me off. And uh, anyway, we went through anyway. And I found deer bones again. Right. These deer bones must have been off a of book because they were quite thick.
1: Right, yes, yeah, so or much yeah. larger tail.
2: But there was sawn. Right. It's actually sawn like with a hacksaw. Yeah, it gets
1: was so that's really clean.
2: You. I thought there's gotta be poachers up here. Yeah, got to be. And that ties in to this weekend just gone.
1: Right. Because I so can interject if you don't mind.
2: I'd oh, like God, to yeah. put, interject
1: and to explain a little bit to the people back at home.
2: The area yeah. that
1: we're talking about now, Neil Cotey actually applied under the Freedom of Information Act to see what reports had actually been reported to the police in the Panic Chase area. And I think it was between 2008 and. I might have got those dates wrong, but. I think it's like, 2007. Was it 2007? Yeah, 2007, and 2007 there yeah. Were 12 werewolf reports, so that's something upright, bipedal on two legs. And there was over 400 wolf reports, weren't there? If I remember, right. I think it was 440 actual wolf reports where people are reporting a wolf on the ground. And then over 15,000 cat reports. So yeah. the area where you had your first experience in Abraham Valley, there's a report not too far away, actually. just just to the west of it. And...
3: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Leftovers.
1: Or. The DMV.
3: Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or.
0: Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void word prohibited by law. 18 plus terms. I can apply. See website for details.
1: And they picked someone up on the floor. And it just looked like a figure running away. And between that area and where you were, there's yeah. a guy called Shiloh who found a decimated deer. It was definitely not a cow, uh, not a, a, sorry, a i Um, Trying to get the date on it. I'm not seeing the date, but yeah. So basically you've had this site in you know, this upright, wolf-like looking future and you found a decimated deer and that's between the area that you were and just hmm. to the west. So now you're, you're actually you've moved down a little bit and you on the clock. if you're looking at the clock, it's about quarter to nine. Where this next experience is about to be. Well your next research. Uh, was that this weekend, Alan?
2: Yes, it was Saturday night.
1: Right.
2: But it's you've just reminded me of something. Mm. Um the last occasion when we was doing the northern bit. Yeah. I did find, and it's I've got the photos on my Facebook page mm. if you look through there, lots and lots of tree bends all right. over the ah, place. True. And I mm. thought that's classic. I know there's other signs, but I don't know of any other cryptid mm-hmm. that does tree bends like that, apart from maybe a human that's missing around. But, yeah, but they didn't. These trees, must... no human could have bent these. Yeah.
1: That's, and these, it's no use to a human unless there's a snare attached to it. Then there's no u- reason for a human to bet make an arch. They just be yeah, exactly for well.
2: What I did, I you know, I, I check from base mm-hmm. to the tip. Yes, you can always tell if it's well,
1: you can see the difference between natural and manipulated, can't you? When exactly. you get your eye in, yeah,
2: and because mm-hmm. I've watched that many yes. videos and about wild man, how they do these tree bends and how they've got the end yes. just over it, like it's almost like um, only a tiny twig is holding it. Yes.
1: Yeah, like, tr- like a trigger like a tree. So switch. delicately done, mm-hmm.
2: and intelligently done, shall I say? Um, they were just like that, and there was quite a few. And um, I think I found, I think I took pictures of about six or seven of these tree bends. Uh, I went to Canut, uh,
1: Sorry to jump in. I went to Canu yeah, with my friend Karen, and when we yeah. were down there, it. It was almost as if something attacked itself to her, to be honest. She's never been right since, and that was probably about two and a half years ago. And I've tried to go back, and every time I've tried to go back, it fell apart. And you said something really funny from the phone before about whenever you arranged to meet me, it's all yeah. to pieces. And what was it you said? If you
2: don't mind me getting some fit Yeah, I, I said every time I arranged to do something and I told yourself about it, it never yeah. happened. <laughs> That's why I didn't tell you about this weekend, just kind of. <laughs> I wanted to, but I thought, no, I'm going to jinx it. Because yeah. I believe in that sort of stuff as well, jinxing stuff. I believe in a lot of things, to be honest with you. There's oh, lots of things I believe there. in. Something I'm very does open not mind.
1: want me back down there. Something does not want me back down there, I'm telling you. Yeah.
2: It's weird, but um, yeah, anyway, let's get back to this weekend. Um, so where was we?
1: It well, was basically, you hadn't told me you were going back. We haven't spoken for a couple of months, have we?
2: No, I think... How
1: did you know that you'd gone back?
2: It um, was just before the lockdown I last yep. spoke to you, wasn't it?
1: It was, and we were arranging to meet for the members, if you, if you remember. That's right, yeah. Because the idea being is we want to go, and the cat chase is quite a big area, so the idea being I would love to have a camp out there, and maybe... Oh, that'd be
2: fantastic.
1: <laughs> ...almost circular thing. You know where we surround an area and I'll walk in?
2: Yeah.
1: I'd like to do that see if it flushes anything. That would be awesome. So- once social restrictions are over, we'll be heading down to panic. People can just come for the day if they want, or they can stay over and do the investigation at the night. I think that's something we should arrange.
2: That would yeah. be fine, that would.
1: Yeah, but um, hopefully I won't jinx it. And if I jinx it by coming, I won't come. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. It's, but, yeah, I like that. I like the fact that you think, right, every time I tell Debbie, it falls apart think it's not going to tell us.
2: It's very around. mushy out there this, this lately, though, because of the amount of rain mm. that we've been having.
0: Yeah.
2: But I've I've got complete waterproofs anyway. I mean, I've got boots. Yeah. I use my ski trousers for me.
1: Yeah, for I make do. dry
2: drying that. I've got a waterproof jacket, hood, gloves. I've got everything. Mm. I've got two action cameras.
1: Yeah. I've, got, I've just ordered
2: three new torches.
1: Yeah.
2: And I've also today ordered some walkie talkies.
1: I get you, yeah. Uh, Like, say,
2: we got a couple of groups going, so one group could have the walkie-talkie and another group could have a walkie-talkie and we could, you know, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, that's a brilliant idea.
2: Uh, But, yeah, um, shall I tell them where we parked this Saturday?
1: Yeah, feel free. My audience is over 18. It'll be fine.
2: Well, on the map (laughs) where you've got the war cemetery just just off on the main road... Just a little bit further up, there's a car park called the Aspen Car Park.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and that's uh, we left. So Paul came round here about half past
0: five.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, we had something to eat first. Had another look at the map just to make sure. Got the postcode so we wouldn't, you know, we could find a car park and all that. And I think. We left mine just before seven, something like that. And I think we arrived there around half past seven, Mm -hmm. maybe just in between half seven and quarter to eight when we arrived there. Um,
1: So it had been dark at that point.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't black, black.
1: Yeah, it was a good movie. It was
2: still You could see the hue of... Like the neighboring yeah, towns, around, yeah, and there was fireworks going up as well in these yeah. towns, so that lit up the sky a little bit. Yeah. So we made sure our torches were fully charged before we went out and everything. <laughs> and uh, we went off, and at the back, at the car park, at the very end of the car park, uh, there's a few trees, hmm. only like a few. Yeah, it's only about 50 meters by about 15 meters so there's only a few trees just around the car park yeah uh and there was a little pathway so we cut through there and then as soon as you cut through there you you can see there's clearly a pathway going through it's a
1: well walked trail yeah
2: yeah exactly yeah And if you look at the map, you'll know exactly what I mean, because you can see the pathways clear, very, very clearly. And uh, But it's mainly open, like tall grasses and the odd bush now and again, so you can see quite a distance, especially with my torch, because it's got a zoom on it,
0: Yeah.
2: and it reaches out to about 200 metres. So you could see quite, so I could see quite far. So I was scanning around, you know, I says, right, Now we're in here, because I always say to Paul, especially being it dark as well. I says, Now we're in here, watch each other's backs yes. and always check behind us. Yeah. So we always so if you hear some if you hear me stop, you stop. If yes. I hear you stop, I'll stop. Yeah. And we always walk and I says walk side by side, yes. not one back and one in front. He says, okay, that sounds good. So we was walking side by side. If he stopped, I'd stop. And then we'd do a complete 360 and we'd take our time doing it, checking for any eye shine, any movement, anything like that. And I think we walked about, looks about 100 meters or so. Maybe not even that. Maybe about 70, 80 meters and we saw the pathway turn to the right, yeah. as if to go into the chase, more, more into the chase.
0: Yeah.
2: So we thought, we'll go down here. Uh, so we carried on going, th- carrying down, and it went goes down about 150 meters, this pathway, and it meanders a little bit like this.
1: Mm.
2: Um, we stopped now and again, do a complete 360 again, watching our backs, making sure there's no eye shine, nothing's following us, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And we got to, like, it was almost like a T-junction, like Mm -hmm. walkway T-junction. And I says to Paul, I says, hang on, I'll ring Andrew Booth, who's another EBR member, because I've got his phone number as well. I'll start contacting him, Let him know, because I never let anyone know where we were. Yeah. So I'll contact him, let him know exactly where we were, where the cars parked, gave him the car's registration number, everything.
0: Yeah. I said
2: to him, if you don't hear anything of me by five or six in the morning, contact the police.
1: Yeah, that's Just in
2: case. Yeah, it, we, so have to,
1: it, we have to set up that kind of. I think people think many of us just her in blindly, like, and I've, I've said it numerous times on the on when I've done videos, you've got to let somebody know where you're going. Even yeah. something as simple as a mechanical injury, like a, a twist, because it happened to me.
2: Exactly. A twist or a
1: break of your leg, you're out there on your own.
2: Well, I mean, there could be a ditch that you can't see properly, and you can yeah. snap your easily snap your ankle just yeah. dropping like that.
0: A and that's, what, that's yes. why I
2: explained to Paul, that's why I gave Andrew yes. and uh, your registration number so they know it's your car and they know it's they're on the right car park so they can do a proper search in that area.
1: It's got to be. And the, back, the, the actual check-in, I, I mean, I can't tell people that enough. What will happen sometimes in these situations is I don't want anyone to go in blind. And if there is... Um, anything it's out just to have
2: common sense at the end of the day, yeah. isn't
1: it? It will circumvent yeah. you. So they're not dumb, they're strategically clever. So once they know that a human's entered that area, they will send one of them or maybe two of them to circumvent around you at the back. So they've got you at the front, you've got you at your back. And they're only maybe watching you move through the area. But they might be out there because they're looking for a human. You've got to be honest. So mm. we to watch out each other's back when we're out there as well and just do the scan. If you get a feeling like you couldn't be there or oh, you need to move, that horrible feeling. I'm, I'm going to
2: tell you me. something in a bit.
1: Yeah, you just <laughs> got to get yourself out of there. People keep saying to me, oh, you send people in the woods to get attacked. I am not. Most of the members are clued up to this but when we're going in, we're going in almost blind, aren't we? With something that's probably £300. Yeah. Pounds. And can move with stealth through that brush where a human. It's me? also
2: very easy for your curiosity to yeah. overpower that.
1: Yeah, common sense. We've got to use it at all times. I you mean, all want the evidence, but it's not worth spe- your life.
2: Especially in the Canic Chase area. Yeah. I mean it's- I've heard stuff. I, I know about the murders, the Black Eyed Children.
0: The ones.
2: Uh, it's not just the cryptids like Dogman and Wildman. It's it's the pumas. Yeah. I'm not. I must admit, I'm not scared of the the big cat. Because obviously I know animals, I know their behaviours, I know when they'll attack, when won't they attack.
1: Yeah, they'll just slink off as well. Anything
2: known, I know their behaviours, so I know I'm not scared of it. It's the unknown, I
1: know, I
2: know. Yeah, yeah, so we carried on down this walkway for a bit, uh, came to the T-junction bit and um i was talking to andy. andy kept me on the phone for quite a while you know he's a hell of a talker <laughs> and my arm was getting tired holding me phone there or honestly it was <laughs> and we was constantly looking 360 all the time we was on the phone oh my god i i was almost glad he got off the phone
1: <laughs>
2: I, I actually said to myself i've got to go <laughs> and um yeah, anyway, uh, but we could see because my torch is that powerful. I could see the wood. There's um, a wood line. Wood line? Yeah. A wood. What is it? A wood line?
1: Yeah, a wood line.
2: Yeah. It doesn't sound right to me somehow. Yeah, I don't oh, know.
1: Oh, but yeah. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. Um, I thought we'll, we'll walk up there. And he says, OK, we'll do that. I says, right. Stay side by side. Be quiet, try and make your footsteps yeah. as quiet as possible so we can hear anything, any footsteps behind us or anything like that. So it's okay. But Paul, I'm going to tell you something funny the name I call him, because he's mm-hmm. only a small chap. I mean, I stand six feet tall and he's only about five foot seven. <laughs> and if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, Right. Bilbo Baggins, yeah. Oh, bag. I, I call him Dildo Baggins, a oh. bull bag end.
1: Dildo back end. <laughs> That's a good dragon, That's the it, sort
2: bro? of humour that me and him have got.
1: <laughs> I'm not adding that in the report. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: so we're, we're obviously taking the piss out of each other and stuff like that, but he can't whisper. He cannot whisper. He's one of these people that can't whisper, and I'm, I'm oh, whispering. So and he's got his booming voice boom like this, and I'm thinking, whisper for God's sake! What if we, you know, hear yeah. it?
1: Sound carries.
2: He's a complete gibber, he really is. So anyway, we've we started walking towards the wood, woodline area, and uh, we got close to it within ten feet, and it was it was a proper woodline area, not. In, in a grid area it was like yeah, old sure. forest type thing thing natural. they were yeah exactly natural and five feet in in this woodline area there was a huge structure
1: right uh,
2: the branches that was used mm. must have been around that thick yeah a
1: decent size
2: uh, yeah and they were all like that some were thicker. But it was huge. It must have stood. I reckon a six and a half foot person. Right. Could have stood up easily Com- inside. Yeah.
1: Comfortably.
2: Yeah, comfortably. Wasn't very big inside. Maybe. Yeah. Six and a half feet by six
1: and a half feet. So almost T.P. like.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it looked. Like it hadn't been used for quite a while because, yeah, like, right. there was uh, the spruce that they that yeah, had been coloured.
1: Te- yeah, you, you changed color, it changes over time.
2: It was dead. Half of it was dropped yeah. off, and it was just rotted on the floor. And so I started scanning inside the woods. We both yeah. did our torches, and uh, about. Or 40 meters inside, I could see another structure, and it was slightly smaller. You could see it was slightly smaller in height, but it looked a bit more in use. Right. So
0: not as old. Yeah. Not as
2: dilapidated dilapidated. Is that the yeah. right word? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so, a, like a year younger.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we did a complete 360 again. and We did that for about five minutes solid, making sure tiniest tiniest movement we didn't yes. miss yeah exactly. and we said okay I says should we have a look because at least it's close enough to the edge and we can yes. still see that structure if we went to that one
1: yeah we, we've so got we our way catch. out yeah,
2: yeah? so it's okay we both agreed we'd go in
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, we went in and about 20 meters away from it I says, stop because my torch was that powerful, there was little gaps
0: yeah.
2: where you could see inside. Yeah, so it is. shined my torch in there to make sure there was nothing sleeping in there, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I could see it was clear, so I said, OK, let's carry on. And it that one was smaller. I must admit, <laughs> that was smaller. It was only about five feet by five feet inside.
0: The leftovers? <laughs> or? The DMV 97. or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Woodward gravity.com. lot. plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But much newer.
2: Yeah, but yeah. newer. And then we started obviously with scanning around, we were constantly doing 360s, yeah. just making sure nobody's creeping up behind us or anything like that. And then we could see another one about another 30 yeah. meters away, just off to our right. I thought, what the hell's going on here? And that one looked like it it was it was a lot fresher. Yeah. There was green foliage on it. I thought we've got to sod it just going. Mm. So we went in and had a look, and that was roughly about the same size as the second one. Right. But it looked a lot newer.
1: Yeah.
2: I'd say this year, I'd say it had been used, definitely. And he says, what are those lights there? And I says, that's the German military building.
1: Yes, near the cemetery.
2: Because there's lights constantly on there. Yeah. And uh, that's when I found out that there was another cemetery there as well. I didn't know about that cemetery Mm -hmm. because I could see the gravestones. I thought, that's got to be another cemetery because we're not that close to the road. We can't be. And uh, anyway, we carried on. And we came out the other end, uh, right alongside, there's a a narrow walkway uh, that brings you out by the um, German military place. Right. And then there's the main path that goes straight up, one way, straight up down the other way. It was yeah. dead straight, quite quite a distance. Uh, the one way knew it would take us back to the war cemetery by the road.
1: Yeah.
2: And the other way we thought, let's carry on.
1: Yeah, let's see where it goes.
2: Yeah, see where it goes. And. Um, Obviously that we had bushes on our right and a bit of tree line and then it disappeared
1: mm.
2: and then it became open, but then we still had bushes on our right. Yeah. And then that became a little bit open. So we was constantly checking,
1: I was saying, checking
2: yeah. all the time, and I was zooming in with my torch all as far as it could see if there was anything in front, if there was anything behind. Mm. So we always had each other's backs. And we walked down about 100 metres, 150 metres. Yeah, about 150 metres, because I'm looking at the map now, uh, to Gospel Place, if yep. you can put that on your map. Yeah. When we got there, I spotted I Shine to our left. So it had been in that open area there on the left. And I thought, I've got I Shine there. And then I saw another one.
0: Yeah.
2: Another one. I thought. I says it can't be anything. It couldn't be anything too big. I thought it was a fox. There were foxes at first,
0: mm-hmm.
2: playing around, looking for voles and stuff like that. And then we walked a little bit further down, maybe another twenty meters, thirty meters, yep. not too far. So then we would have would have had. Woodland again on our right side. So I made I got him got Paul to check, scan the woodland, the wood, wood, wooded area while I scanned. So we got basically back to back, and we was doing a 180 each. So we cover complete 360 with our torches. Yeah, and then I could just make out because the one. Creature,
1: yeah,
2: was starting to move um towards the the path area. Of what we was on, and I could see. That's when I could see that it was a doe.
1: Yeah, I thought, they're
2: does. Got yeah. they're just does. And Paul's eyesight ain't as good as mine at long distance. Mm. He says, "I can't. I still can't see what it is." I says, let's, <laughs> let's, "Let's go." I says, "No, that's a doe. I'm telling you now, that is a doe. It's going onto the main but It's going on the."
0: Yeah.
2: If you'd have listened to him going on, anybody think this doe was gonna eat us? <laughs> I've <been Honestly>. <laughs> it was so funny. i say it's a doe for God's sake, it ain't gonna hurt us.
1: For anyone listening though, they need to realize you're about 200 meters from four sighting reports, separate sighting reports that have come in from other people over the years. So yeah. he's only got to go a little bit south and he's within that cluster of four. And then you, we've got another two just to the southeast. Mm-hmm. Then we go straight east, we've got more. And then you, you're in a hot spot, basically, where you are. Yeah, right and near that bloody cemetery.
2: This is what, where one of the scary parts comes up. Because mm. we had two scary encounters. When I was watching these deer, mm. all of a sudden to my left, really bright torch shining right at me and Paul.
1: Right.
2: And it, it was one of the, it must have been one of those handheld ones because you yeah. can tell by the size of, you can tell by the, it looked like yeah. a, yeah, quite big torch and it was shining right back, right at us. So mm-hmm. I obviously, I did the same. Couldn't see yeah. an outline or anything because how bright his torch was or her, her touch, whatever. And uh, I, I thought. I says to Paul, I "says you seen that?" Because Paul, he was oblivious, obviously. I says, "Look at that! This is what I'm looking at." I said, "That!" And he says, "Oh, oh, yeah." So I, I thought, okay. So I shouted over, I says, "Hello."
1: Yeah.
2: And I made sure I shouted loud enough, mm. for whoever that was, to hear.
0: Yeah.
2: And. No reply, so I thought oh, I'll shout a bit louder. Hello, soon as that I said that the second one light went out like that,
1: right?
2: Shut off completely. Um, it wasn't the reason why I could tell it was a torch because it was a groundish level,
1: yeah. I get yes, it's
0: held
2: yeah. in someone's hand, yeah. So it wasn't an orb floating yeah. around or anything like that. I I could tell it was definitely a torch. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: And then when it went out like that, nothing. Saw nothing. So I was scanning. I stood there for about a minute, scanning and scanning, to see if anybody or anything was running towards us. Mm -hmm. And I says to Paul, I I said, just in case, I think we better get out of here. (laughs) So then we came back the way we came towards the German military place again. Uh, we got to the German military place. Obviously, we were doing 360, watching our backs yeah. all the time. Um, I rang Andy again mm. and I told him about it. And he says, and he told me an interesting story actually. He says, years ago we heard about um, this thing called a pig man. Yes. Oh, you've heard of it?
1: Oh, yeah, I've heard
2: of it. I've months. never heard of that. And oh, he was yeah, telling yeah. me about that, and yeah. I, and I was a bit out of breath, because obviously we... It, that did spook us a little bit, I must admit. But then when I started thinking about it rationally, it must have been a poacher, because I know there's poachers up there.
1: Right, yeah. Going after sense. the
2: deer, because...
1: Yeah, that make, he might have thought you were like the... the
2: yeah. We'll get away from that area anyway, yeah. just to be on the safe side. Just coming, I mean, they could have had a gun. They could have had, could have had anything, because obviously they need or a bow, hunting bow.
1: Yeah, but if we're talking could have, it could have been military. You're up near the military. If it was place. military
2: that has said something back,
1: unless we call the. I mean, that's not where my mind goes. Because I've heard it before in other places. I think you're right. I think you probably picked up on a pot. But I wonder why they didn't shout that? Normally, did you that? will shout. Oh, I'm just looking for my dog. You know, I'll like give you a quick to get rid. A mm. One. It freaked me out. I'm telling you. So it did I
2: freak see- us out a little bit. Mm. I must admit, but that wasn't the scariest part of that night. Um so obviously we came back. We mm. came all the way to the main road where the, the war cemetery is yeah. on the main road and we walked along the road till we got to the car park where the car park where mm. the car was. Uh so we went back in the car, um, sat in the car for a bit, uh chilling out for a bit, having a natter about what we saw. Um, then we thought we'd have another little walk around. Yeah, we, I think we long had long a, long no, long. no, sorry, we didn't, we didn't have another walk around. We thought, why don't we change location?
1: Right, yeah, the shift.
2: And because we knew the northern part of Canuck, so why don't we go back to the Punch Bowl car park?
0: Yeah.
2: And he says, that's a brilliant idea. I says. It's only something like five, ten-minute drive from here. He says, "Okay, so we did that. So we went back up there, and that's when it was really black. I mean, it was pitch black. It was absolutely unbelievable. Um, there was one car there because it's quite a big car park area." Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, it doesn't look like much. If you look on the map, it just looks like a, a trail yeah, leading sure. off the road, but it's got patches of grass where people car park on basically.
1: And then it's just, it's like surrounded by the wood line in it.
2: Um, exactly. yeah. Uh, so we got out the car and uh, started scanning the wood line again. Mm. Spotted deer straight away. Yeah. Three does again. And it was, I must admit, that's only the second time in my whole life I've ever it's seen my idea. Uh, so I was fascinated. So we got ourselves ready, um, rolled ourselves a cigarette, and we started off on the main trail, which is the main pathway that leads mm-hmm. you down to this... Uh, towards its... Uh, it's called... it comes to where there's a few paths go off in different directions and it's a lot quite a decent length I think it's about a mile long that main stretch of path is and we got 10 feet in and Mm -hmm. to my right there was two deer about 30 feet away from us, Paul didn't even see them Blind as a bat, that guy is. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> I said, Look, there's deer. He said, What? Where? 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 I said, There, you fool. So he's by, Oh, absolutely stunning. Love seeing wildlife that close. Yeah.
1: It's just at the Share Brook. Yeah, there's a little brook that runs through there, the Share Brook. So yes,
2: you are right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, follow deer trails that lead you to water. But off the
2: deer these. were on the opposite side. Right. So, more, yeah. So, it was on the opposite side of the path to that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, we carried on walking for a bit. And it was extremely dark because that, along that path, for about maybe 300 meters, it's mm-hmm. very, there's lots of foliage. Yeah, lots it's really close. Trees, it's, so, yeah. it encloses, makes you look really dark.
1: Yeah, and they're not lit.
2: There's no lighting on there. No, it? no. So... no. Uh, there was bats flying above our heads. It was absolutely stunning. For wildlife, it was stunning.
1: Yeah.
2: And we could hear, like, this animal noise in the distance. And I couldn't quite place it at first. And mm. I thought, It doesn't sound... Squatchy, as they yeah. say. Uh, it didn't sound... Dogmane either, it sounded something different. So I not, but it did. If you didn't know animal sounds, mm-hmm. it would have—you'd have crapped your pants. Oh, I get what
1: you mean like a like a vixen or like an owl can do? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, owls a lot of people know, foxes mm-hmm. a lot of people know, but this this sounded completely different. And I worked it out; it must have been a book.
1: Yeah, or oh, one of the doves, yeah. Yeah, I
2: get you. Well, doves well, don't make sounds, you see. No. But the books do.
1: Yeah, and it's not yeah, and it's a buck. yeah. It's
2: got to be a book. Must have. Yeah. So anyway, we carried on for a bit more. Obviously, we're checking our 360 all the time.
0: Mm.
2: And then it started to get a bit eerie. Mm. And I sister to Paul, I says, I'm starting to feel a bit uneasy Right, and he says, "So obviously we stopped dead where we were. I think we was about 150 meters along that path by then. So we both stopped dead.
0: Mm.
2: Obviously we're scanning. We just stood there for about five minutes.
0: Yeah,
2: trying to see what it is. scanning everywhere." Checking every tree, making sure nothing's poking out of a tree. Yeah. Checking for any, any bit of eye shine, anything like that. Yeah. Any any movement. Couldn't see a damn thing apart from those does that we saw mm-hmm. and the buck that I could hear in the distance. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. Yeah, the silence. But it still felt eerie. Yeah. Paul says. Paul said to me. He said, it feels like somebody's watching us. Right. I sort of like got that feeling, but yeah. it didn't seem like a creature was watching us, if you know what I mean.
1: Right, yeah. Exactly. Human. yeah.
2: It seemed more, may I say, maybe supernatural.
1: Right, so that's, that's what you were sensing, that it was something... It's,
2: yeah. It seemed more paranormal to me.
1: Right. Well, then that's what we go with then.
2: Because I have had um, experience in that field as well. You
1: you reckon that? more of that than
2: a creature or an animal Mm
1: -hmm. or a human. It's ancient ground. It doesn't surprise me.
2: And we were more scared of that than we was of that person or whoever it was with the torch.
1: The torch, yeah. I, I understand that, yeah.
2: We, he says cause me and Paul was obviously chatting amongst ourselves yeah. um, whether to go a bit further so we went a little bit further he says I'm shitting myself yeah. but because I'm more logical mm-hmm. Paul's more stupid
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, because I, because I've got more of a wilderness knowledge than what he has. Yeah. He was crapping himself as soon as we got on that path.
1: Mm. I would have been.
2: But he didn't tell me until right. we come all the way back.
1: Yeah. So he said, right, well, so, I, you know. I felt well, we
2: went a point. little bit further in, maybe another 20 metres, and and I got to the point, I says, no, I'm not going beyond that point now. Yeah. yeah. Full stop. Something's telling me, do not go to that point. And that's when I stopped. Right. And Paul says, I'm glad you said that. So we, uh, so we started going back. But how we did it, Paul was walking forwards with his torch going yeah, yeah. 180. And yeah. I had my hand on his shoulder and I was walking backwards doing yeah. 180 like that. So we're walking side by side. So we Paul, okay yeah. Yes, I was checking the back, he was checking the front. And then we, when we got near the car park, he says, I need to tell you something. I mm. says, what, did you see something? He said, no. He says, I felt uneasy as soon as we got on that path.
1: Right.
2: But I didn't until about 100 metres in, Yeah.
0: 120
2: metres in. But that's mainly, I put that mainly down because... Like I said before, I'm, I'm more wilderness yeah. focused than what he is. Um,
1: His brain might work in a different way, and that's why he's picking. Oh, up Oh yeah, on it. very primitive. Yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> what you need. You need that animal brain. You sometimes he's probably picked up on it and not because sometimes you feel silly, don't you? you think, oh, I'm not going to say that. I feel a bit feel like some that's got eyes on me, or I, I really feel uneasy on this path. Because it, it, I think it's hard for a bloke to admit that until you make goals. Oh.
2: No, I, I must admit, a lot of my friends, we're quite open about stuff like mm. that. And especially when we're in an area like that
0: mm. and
2: with the history that the chase has got, especially the history that the chase has got. It's just common sense. Yes. If, you feel, if you don't feel easy, yeah, get out not a problem.
1: Wherever you're at. not you going to call you either, chicken
2: yeah. or anything like that. Like, yeah, you know, there. like a lot of bravado people are like.
1: It's not just that. It's the area that you're in because there's so many ancient sites on the chase. Yeah. The energy's as old as time. And there's a lot of beings on there that have been there forever. And some people disrespect the chase. So they're like, they'll drive motorbikes over it or they'll let the dogs crap on it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And can upset. Some of the ancient beings... Um, I think what's connected to Karen is probably one of the ancients, in all honesty. And I want to get her back down there so we can rid her of it. But as you say, every time I try and arrange it, it just feels breast. I would like to.
2: I would like to be with you for that.
1: Yeah, I, I really I, need to get back there. Yeah.
2: Because when I just mentioned a few minutes ago, mm. I've got some experience of the paranormal yes. area. Of things, what I used to do quite a few years ago.
1: It's a huge battery of phenomena and it like kind of attracts mm. it in, but it puts it out as well. There's always something about the chase that's absolutely fascinated me. I mean, even the Pigman stories, there isn't just one witness. I've never
2: heard of that. That's weird.
1: Yeah, normally seen around the Pie Tower, which is towards Hensford, which would be in the southwest corner of the chase.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And one guy was chased by it. It's one of the very few reports in the UK where the creature's actually set off after him. Um, But they stretch from about the 1970s up to today. So over the last 50 years, there have been four people that have reported eyes on sightings. And then you've got the ones that have heard uh, like a snorting noise, like a pig, but they describe it like man, a a human body, but with a snout. Yeah, so it's just now it in the. Can you imagine that, running at you at half two in the morning when you're out camping?
2: Me? I would be more like, what the hell is that? Rather at first than... he
1: was. At first he was. He, he, he'd gone out with his mate, so like his mate and his mate's girlfriend a time before. And, and he said he wasn't, he was quite used to camping. He'd do that a lot at the time. And this time he was on his own. And mm. he just said at first he saw a light. That's what got me interested it was the light that caught his attention. And there's all these old tales there. You know, like the Jersey Devil and places like that where they say there was some kind of secret stuff going on during the war. And then yeah, in the 1940s, 1950s, that military base where these reports of these people-like things started appearing. And people wonder if it's something that's been made by the government. That kind well, of thing. A lot of
2: stories about stuff mm-hmm. like that, myself, mm-hmm. to be honest.
1: And it actually tracked him and chased him and out That's of there.
2: That's so strange.
1: Mm, I know, See, I'm I
2: know. about that now. I'd probably piss myself laughing if I saw it, to be honest.
1: Oh, I know. I don't, <laughs> I, don't <think laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I would. don't I be terrified. I mean, at me.
2: <laughs> although Wild Man scares me a bit, mm. all the evidence I've list yeah. gathered... Yourself,
1: yeah, attack. there's no hurts. mention of an attack. No, distraction. Oh,
2: no, oh, oh, I have heard of some attacks in England. Generally, they're a kite, they'll go away from you,
1: yeah,
2: or they may let you see it and then yeah, it'll go they, away they from you.
1: Friend, you get that bluff charge, or these yeah, they'll throw things at you,
2: yeah,
1: to don't. get you out of
2: their territory, yeah,
1: all about distraction, but honestly. Half of me says it could be a hunting technique as well. That's an early hunting technique is to get your prey to run in the opposite direction. So yeah. I just want to make sure that I say to people, if you're ever in that situation, you know, you've got to watch your back when you're out there. You really, really, well, I have
2: heard they are that fast, they don't need to do that. They can you easily take that deer,
1: absolutely fluid. It isn't just fast, it's almost like they've been speeded up by times too. Yeah, fluid. So
2: they move through all that brush and bracken and brush. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's their home. So it's, it's, it's like I, I watched a video uh, last week mm. and they were talking about this. And it was very... Oh, actually, it was a documentary. It was on Amazon Prime.
1: Right.
2: And this guy was talking up in Alberta, Canada, I think it was. He was a taxidermist. Mm-hmm but he was extremely knowledgeable about that subject.
1: Very
3: and he was saying
2: nice. a lot of people, they're thinking, oh, it's half man, half ape mm. creature, and it's yeah. if it's, it, why haven't we caught one yet and for science and stuff like that. Incredible. And he was saying these creatures have been living alongside us
0: Oh, yeah. Thousands,
2: thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And they've learned, they've been watching us, studying us, yeah. and they've seen our habits, how we kill each other and yeah. kill other animals. because if you go back to the first when humans first started, modern yeah. humans, yeah, upright yeah. humans. I think there was about seven different species of humans.
1: Yeah, yeah they were of, of hominid. yeah.
2: And I think it was only about 150 to 200,000 years ago yeah, when modern human like ourselves yeah. evolved and we wiped out every other species around us.
1: Or assimilated
0: them.
2: Out-competing yeah. them, out-thinking them, out, um, out-doing yeah. everything about them or maybe even just wiping them out completely.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And wild man have seen us do this and that's why it will never be, you'll never find one in a zoo. No. It will never be known to the whole public.
1: No, will it, um,
2: About these, like a bear, I mean, it gorillas.
1: It changes everything. It absolutely, if they had to admit, if every government in the world had to admit there was another hominid species on the world, they would have to stop logging in places. They do know checking. that's the thing. Yeah, and they've got DNA
2: they've, evidence. They've got, they've got
1: DNA evidence. Of course they have, they've already got it. 94% yeah. human on the female side and unknown on the father's side. Come up Yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, because it's all all to do with but, the female, isn't it? That's yeah. where that's where the it comes from, the female. And it was the hair, same plus, hair samples, on humans.
1: It? But hair samples that have never been cut, so you've got this tapered end with no medulla in the middle. They're very similar to a human hair, but it doesn't have that core element in the middle. Some of the hairs have this almost oily, sticky residue on it. So whatever spectrum light you put it under, it kind of disappears. Yeah. It's almost like they've got these reflective hairs on the body, so prismatic in a way. So like that typical predator in the movie where it moves through and you can't keep your eyes on it. You can see them in that state all the way through to, like, a flesh and blood. Yeah. Full on. If it wants to frighten the, you'll see the full whole of it. Some people have really positive interactions with them, and some people do not. And I I think that's... Sometimes it's on their behalf, and sometimes it's on our behalf. I think we make mistakes sometimes um, and just kind of stumble in without thinking. it's only natural. Yeah. You know, that's how we learn, isn't it? That's that's Exactly. Well,
2: some people... Do some people don't, do they?
1: There's something very special about the case because they've been reporting upright hairy, whatever name they gave it in the eighth century when it was reported, it is from Castle Rings was made and around the way eight sixties we started talking about these well, they I I don't know what they I can't get the name and I don't want to. Go in different wrong.
2: areas, they're called somewhat different, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to put the name wrong name to it. But even up to 2019, it's concurrent. The reports are concurrent, and it, there isn't just one report in 2019. There's four of them, all from different people. There's definitely something being seen down there, and it wouldn't. I got around 28 report on the state alone, and that's without moving out into Roesler, because they're not just on the chase. They move out towards Ken, move in all directions really. They move out. They follow the rivers out of there. The rivers and the brooks. There's something about the case, why is it such a hotspot what is it about that place that there's so many in one area mm. and the pigman reports come in in the south west and so you've got clusters within that cluster do you get what I mean most of the dog life ones are on the northwest, west are up here
2: I must admit I can't believe I haven't heard of the pigman before yes. I've heard of, I've heard lots, of,
1: of lots of people haven't heard of the pigman
2: Heard of the rake, the windigo yep. Um, oh, what's the other one?
1: I know a chap called Lee Bay, who's in a lot of Quite right? a
2: few different types of cryptids.
1: They've got, yes, they've got, they've got the snouted ones. But that I've don't never
2: know heard of have. Pigman. Have you heard of the uh, frogman as well?
1: Yeah, there's a frog man and a lovely frog as well. Lizard
2: people and stuff like that. I've heard I know of. Some,
1: I, know some, I know witnesses that have seen upright reptilians, as they would call them, almost humanoid, but in a lizard like, very thickly muscled. Um, in the UK? UK? Yeah, in the UK. In Preston. What? And, yeah, and clapping on sea is another one.
2: I've got some quite interesting story to tell you about that to be honest with the lizard people well
1: go on then you tell me if, if you don't mind sharing
2: it oh no 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 um yeah, to
1: make me a brew
2: or i remember watching cause obviously you know i live on youtube which i told you about yeah. earlier i come across one video it was it was one of those videos where it's just mainly pictures and just mainly talking yeah so it wasn't yeah. like You'd see somebody on a camera. No, yeah? I don't
1: like, narrated, yeah.
2: Yeah. And um, it was a story about, it's obviously in America, uh, this particular person, an investigator,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, but in, like, a some sort of secret organisation. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah? Yeah. Interviewing one of these lizard people. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it was a female.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's visited this certain person, because mm-hmm. it was all through this one guy. Yeah. Who this... Um, what's, uh, in, what's the name I was using again? Like the lizard people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, um, so he met up with this... The, the arranged somehow they arranged a meeting
1: mm-hmm. between
2: this lizard woman and this guy from the organization wherever it was
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and it was like a proper interview yeah and it was all talking about how humans us
0: mm-hmm.
2: we are not we have not evolved from apes. It's we haven't. Lizard people have been here all the time since mm-hmm. dinosaurs. And They're the ones that have evolved
0: yeah.
2: on this planet. We have. Cause there's also evidence that support this as well. Because I'm mm-hmm. going back years when I used to in, investigate that as well. We have been genetically engineered. Yeah. yeah from the uh, beings from outer space.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree.
2: And apparently we are the sixth or seventh iteration of mm-hmm. the human. The ones before have been killed.
1: Uh, I get you. Wiped
2: mm-hmm. out, extinct, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah? So that's what I... Th- that comes back to when we used to have different species of human and yeah, yeah, us... Yeah, yeah. Has wiped them out.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the survival of the fittest, as they say. It's,
2: yeah, but, but it goes beyond that. That's the I thing. Know, it's no, it's not a, just survival of the fittest. It's, no,
1: no. It's engineered. It's be, almost. There's some of the dogman reports. When you when you listen to the witnesses speak, some of them describe an almost dog-like creature. So you've got like the dog legs the paws, tail, uh, yeah. um, but others. Describe this almost engineered human. So you've got this thick yes. bodied human. I've heard stories yeah.
2: about them as well.
1: I am absolutely convinced that they are a hybrid in some way. Um, and there's even, honestly, there's, there's lots of work being done by people in the background that would say that they've been engineered by something not of this planet and that they almost have a, Well, they are the humans, it's almost point me saying almost. Many of the missing that you hear of. Are taken by them and that's why we need to be right careful when we're out doing what we're doing we're not only dealing with ancient spirits; we're dealing with something that is trained to take a human now whatever that is for i don't know You heard, have you heard about yeah. the louche found as well we've got, we've got we've, adrenaline is used by other worldly beings almost as a drug so to get it from a human you well it is them. isn't it yeah it is a drug so it's used in that way. So you they even talk of huge farms where thousands of people go missing and they're just terrified on a 24 are almost the opposite of monsters zinc So they are absolutely terrified because they, it, it's extracted from them like a farm, like milk from a cow. Yeah. You know, it, it, doing what i do when in you're in your investigations it meet, leads you down many rabbit holes and you speak to a lot of people and at first i thought that's just absolutely impossible but when you start in the witness account and the details that they go into and then you speak to a chap in Dartford who can give you the same information as a man who's in new york do you get what i mean and you're just thinking yeah. oh my goodness these people are going through the same thing i need to get them talking to each other and it, these, yeah. all, these these evidence of what I call the invisible life force, so it's something that you can't see, but you can hear it and you can feel it around you and it will come into your home and it will feed off you I've had it happen to me, where you're so frightened when you're asleep and it's there at the side of the bed, it's almost like it's sucking the energy out of you, I have no idea what they are, but we get told it over
2: Do so to know day. something? Hmm? I I'm the opposite see I'm, a lot of throughout my life, people call me a weirdo.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. They say, you're a bit straight. You're totally different. You know, yeah. everybody calls me a weirdo. I figured out something a couple of years ago. Um, you know how spirits use your energy. You yeah. can, they can feed off your energy. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Cause obviously all of us give off. Yeah. So,
1: we are energy. Yeah. So they're all energy at
2: source. I'm the opposite. I drain it off others. People, Right.
1: Yeah. So I drain even wear
2: watches because I can I can guarantee you if I put on a watch with a brand new battery, that watch will stop before the end of the day.
1: Same, exactly the same. I have to have certain shoes because I shock people when I shake their hands. Oh. No, I
2: don't even I don't even do that. It's almost like I just absorb it. It's weird as no, I
1: understand awesome. it. I, understand. I can't wear a watch, and everybody else will wear the watch. The kids joke about it. Never really thought about it, honestly, until I was traveling back from Probe and Chris Turner was driving the car. And we were talking about the weird stuff that was going around me. And my daughter said, Yeah, it's not even wearing a watch. And I'd never thought about it until that point. I've got a beautiful gold one that was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I can't wear it because it just doesn't, it, it'll either spin or it'll just completely stop it won't work so how, to it. Long,
2: how long have you had that
1: always from birth always
2: see mine's only recent it's only been the last three years
1: always it's I've never enough. I've
2: never had that before I've, I've always worn watches not a problem it's only been the last three years
1: right so you're awakening you just you, that's what you're doing you're evolving
2: I think it's because because of all the stuff yes. I've learned and found out about Yeah. I think my brain has woke
1: up. Yeah, it's not just that. You get downloads.
2: Woke something up.
1: When you're thinking about something constantly all the time, it's almost like you do. You get a download. So you kind of level up, as I call it. Every yeah. time you accept something, it opens up bigger for you. So there'll be people on the very start of the journey that are just seeing things out of the corner of the eye or they're sensing things, but they're dismissing it. Because so, I used to be the same. All the way through to people who can just do whatever they want to do with the, their ability. Because we are energy it's our So once you tap into that and you learn how to use it, it's only like riding a bike. gets I mean, stronger. everything stronger. on
2: this planet gives off energy. Yeah. Plants.
1: Seriously, that's it. We're made from this
2: Everything. Anything that's
1: everything living. Is everything is energy source, And it's Even male rocks, and it's female.
2: Mm.
1: Rocks, water, so
2: everything. Yeah, Everything.
1: We're all connected in this massive yeah. geonetic grid. You know what it reminds
2: me from. of? It's exactly like Avatar. You know the film Avatar? I've
1: never seen it. it. No, we're...
2: I've never watched it, no. You, oh, you are kidding me. <laughs> no,
1: honestly. you have.
2: I, I must have watched that film about 35 times. Kids have
1: watched it. I've never watched it. it I know is, what you mean, though. We are connected. That, film. That's how we're connected to nature. You can tap in to that well, that's what they grid. do
2: on film. You've got to watch it. You'll, you'll understand what I mean as soon as you watch it. It's up. That's how it is.
1: It's just we as only use 10% of our brain.
2: To it.
1: Modern humans only use 10% of their brain and yeah. they only use a modicum of the senses. And when you use your senses, say like if you, if you have a problem seeing, your ears take over and, and they compensate. So your mm. sense of hearing becomes, if, if you if it's the opposite way around, if you if you terrible at hearing is my, my sister's death. so they will pick up on things that we never pick up on body language wise yeah
2: your other sense is heightened
1: yeah up. because it, it heightens for you but when yeah. you use a sense you heighten it so the more you use it so you, once that you, you start to trust that gut feeling it'll come in quicker and you'll you'll understand it quicker you'll think right i know what that means it means i need to move away from the area in the same way that when you said it felt like spirit to me You've learned to trust that. So you you, you have no fear, you thought, No, I felt this energy before. I know where I am with it. Yeah. But if yeah. You're in another person, they might be frightened by that and then they've got to back out. It just depends on where you are on the. Just
2: because they don't understand it. That's yeah, all. So
1: I used to be exactly the same. Every tweak snap and I would be out of that wood <laughs> like a scared rat. Like I'm
2: a girl. A lot
0: better now. <laughs> I'm
1: a lot, lot better. And I've seen it go from really quick glimpses out of the corner of my eye that you can't put your finger on. Almost like what your friend was talking about. It's yeah. dark and you see it move, but it's gone by the time you get there, to so you will get like really close to you. It's almost like they're testing you in a way. Yeah. And you're testing whether you, you, you're gonna stand it. But it's took me years to be able to get that to that level. You know what I mean? It's not just something that's happened yeah.
2: overnight. Oh no, it does it. You, you have to almost, like, train your brain, don't yeah, you? you? You have to, It's like...
1: Yeah, oh, you've got to stop yourself denying it as well.
2: Because it takes you a while thinking, OK, well, how do I train my brain to do that? You just Well, then,
1: yeah, that was a big thing for me. And, and giving up my human control and just trusting that everything was going to be OK, that there was a plan, and, and that I just have to be. And it would work. The trust in that was the hardest thing in the world because us humans like to micromanage. So I just had to accept that I was seeing these things. And as a child, I was told I was dreaming them. Or I was making them up. Or I was away with the fae That got said all the time. Oh, our Debbie's away with the Fae. But mm. I could see them and feel them and touch them and they were real to me, you know? And I think I'd get so frustrated because people around me either could see them and would deny it because I'd see them come into the room and make eye contact with it and look away. You get what I mean? Because it was yeah. my family that were, had the far stronger abilities than I had at the time, but also that people can't see it. And you, I remember saying to my friend when I was about seven, what do you do when then things come into your bedroom at night? And she looked at me like I was an alien. And I thought, well, I'm not having that conversation with anyone again. <laughs> at such an early age, and 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 these shows looked something different after that. It's, so it's... I was always just on the left of normal. Normally on my own, quite happy in my own sunset and just it's for nature. Wherever we were, I, I was fine. Whenever we nature, I was absolutely fine.
2: I think it's it's strange when you when you're younger, when you're a kid growing up.
1: Yeah, there's no one to talk about it to. It,
2: it's not it's not just that. It's um, we're only. Supposed to believe in what our parents or what the government or
1: what society, what we learn at school, what society tells you is correct. Mm. That's all you're allowed to think. So if you're seeing things or you're getting messages about people, I used to think that I was the only one. Or people like me and you were the minority, Alan? It is not like that.
2: Being woken up.
1: Yeah, it is. You become awake. I've up to fit your own skin. In yeah. a way that you've never fisted it before. From birth, we have all of our strengths and our skill sets taken away from us. So yeah. If you're a child of five and you can see spirit, you can sense it, whether it be whatever it be, whatever the being is, that's talked out of you. Yeah. So, but it's still there.
2: Moderni- yeah. It's called modernization. Well, I call it modernization.
1: You are brainwashed to follow what, yeah, I, exactly, yeah. what I call. It's almost like they have us plugged into the system. And I'm not going to say matrix, but I've said it now. But we're kind of plugged into the system. And anyone that looks left or right is seen as odd. Yeah. But to me, I want to be with the people looking left and right. I want to know <laughs> what they know. I want to know their story. I want to people know their...
2: That woken up.
1: Yeah, people it's... that are awake. And people are far more awake than me. And then there are people that are not as awake as me. So even I'm on that path, that journey
2: well you've got different levels haven't you it all depends on who that person is how awake they want to be maybe
1: every one of them will tell you when you ask them what's the first thing that I can do is you have to trust that inner voice Mm. that that voice that says whoa don't do that don't ignore it I I bet if you said to a girl have you ever gone on a date with a lad and the first second you've been there your brain's gone turn around I don't know if
2: I can remember that far back Deb (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry. You know what I mean? That's your brain's telling you something, saying to you, no, no, no. And you have yeah. to learn to listen to it so you can use it to help other people. And that's how I look at it. I think, well, I can just help people that are behind me in the same way that people who are in front of me help me. Because I go to them and say, look, this really weird thing's going on and I've got nobody to talk to it about. And I don't people,
2: sorry,
1: I don't think people realise that about me. I think they think I've got all the answers. <laughs> I'm just as confused as everybody else, Alan.
2: (laughs) It's just about learning at the end of the day. I mean, what you say about helping. Mm. See, I'll only help somebody
0: who deserves the help.
2: If I think they're that narrow-minded or Mm -hmm. closed off or what I like to call a puppet. 100%
1: 100% agree. And it's one of my biggest failures. And my husband said it to me again yesterday. You can only help the ones that are willing to help themselves, Deborah.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. If they
2: can't even open up to the possibility of something what society tells us, I, I won't even waste my time with them. I call them parasites.
1: No, no. And these the other ones, the ones that have ability, but will only see it as negative.
2: Scared of using it.
1: Yes, that. I want to awaken those people.
2: There's a lot of people that are scared to use it. Um,
1: and, and they almost feel like they need permission because that's what's been done to us. You were talking back in the day when we were almost eight. There was no set religion, there was no set anything. So you went with your gut. That's all you had was your gut. Yeah. And yeah. We need to go back to that. Because we've been taught, especially in Britain, through the Middle Ages, that anything yeah. is not middle of the road, I'm going to burn you at the stake for it. Yeah. If you see something, well, that's wrong, then you need to be punished for that. And it was like that for me growing up. And it, it really annoyed me because I think there's so many people out there. I did it to my own kids. I see them awakening and I... Typical
2: Engl- England, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. You, you, you you're taught to not question anything. And not want more. You're not you're not supposed yeah. to want more. You're supposed to settle for what you've got. That's that's how Brits look at it. And we feel like we need permission. The the rivers in the UK run through our veins. Thousands and thousands of people that were born in the UK were in love so that me and you could be here at this moment in time now. And there's yeah. a reason for that. And I want people to own it. I think the strip people of the strength and we need to give them them back. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're good at, go run with it. Fly with it, whether people think it's weird or not. Maybe that. I should
2: run with some of those things. Might get locked up.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you? There's people out there that get really empathic, and because they don't know well, how to use it, they're, it just so- right, they're soaking up all this negative energy, and they don't know how to get rid of it, because they don't know how to use their ability, do you get what I mean? And, like, I could say, I can team them up with people who can tell them what to do. It's just getting them over that first step of saying, right, it's the, the weird stuff is. Because the
2: them. people around them, the close yes. people around them, that say mainly friends, family, mm-hmm. whatever.
1: And, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes done in a very loving way because it's happened to them.
2: Really, they'll ridicule <laughs> it until that person thinks, okay, well, look, if I've got an I can. No, I'm not even going to think about it, then yeah. it's going to take...
1: Yeah, so, that's it. It's, that's all. It's a big fear as well, and I only know because I've done the walk. Do
2: you know yeah. what I'd say to that?
1: Yeah, I know. I know now. So I'd fear. I used to fear the fear, Alan. So I wasn't. it wasn't even the event I was scared of. It was that the event might happen. So I just wouldn't go out just in case I saw it again, which is absolutely... I, I've amazing.
2: listened to your story quite a few times, I've got to admit.
1: I can I cannot, I can't get over that day. I cannot get past still, that
2: day. even now
1: no, even now I cannot
2: even with the knowledge that you know now
1: yeah, even with that knowledge, it's somewhere in we are all of our lives, Alan, and somewhere inside me is still that 15 year old girl. I feel like a complete fraud I feel like I, because I had it drummed into me, I had it drummed into me, that seeing something like that meant I was cooking. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: well, but you know better now. <laughs> I know I know I know better, but there's still, that like, 15-year-olds in there. I still question myself every day. And that's why I understand what it's like to be a witness, even face-to-face with him. I still say to myself, did that really happen? Could it have been this? Could it have been that? What if I'm wrong? And I always come back to the fact that she was with me. And you can't both hallucinate one no. thing and then there's obviously the events that have happened since I've had more experiences so I know where I am but even so, were they
2: just as bad
1: no not at all completely different completely different in all honesty it helped me hone my skills I felt almost like I was being taught and I felt like these days
2: me and you've got to get together
1: I felt like if you want me I'm going to be honest and lay my cards on the table I felt like I had to go through that to be the person I am today. And there was a reason for it all.
2: Well, if you hadn't have gone through that, you wouldn't mean you wouldn't be talking now.
1: No, exactly. And I've accepted that. So that's why I say to people, don't kick yourself if you've had something happen when, years ago and it's made you shut down or it's feared you. But that's quite normal. That's a normal part of the journey. And you've got to experience that. So the A, I can at least understand people when they come to me and they've gone through a similar thing or the same thing. But B, there's a reason for it. that happened for a reason. He Everything
2: could have stayed
1: happens. in He's... that bush and I wouldn't have seen him. Yeah. So why did he why did he why did he look out at me? Why did he make hand contact with me? Why did he have they seen it at the side of the road, Alan when curiosity? I don't know. I really don't know. But
2: this if, oh. you th- if you think about it this way, yeah. Mm. Say say you're a wild man, wild woman. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: And you've got two giggly, six, fifty. You've got to or...
2: try and think of it from their point of view. Mm. I, I just don't I think... I don't call them creatures, I call them humanoids. Because yeah. they are humanoids to me.
1: I just think many, many of the sightings are not accidental.
2: That's no. true.
1: I think some people see them for a reason. Because they could just hide and you wouldn't see them.
2: And because they want you to see them.
1: That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Was it, was I supposed to see him that day? And then that led me to here. That's, me gut tells me that that's what happened. Yeah. Because... I also believe that I'm with my husband because of the event that happened to him when he was in his 20s. Really? I do. I really, really do. We knew each other as children. He's always been my best friend's younger brother. I'd never looked at him in that sense. I was married. Whenever I was single, he was with someone. Or whenever he was single, I was with Yeah, someone. yeah. I never got together <laughs> like that, yeah. He, family, moved up here. I was still down in Salford where I been him. So when I come back up here years later, I knew nothing about Max. Intervening in years, so maybe twenty years had gone by, and I knew nothing about it. When we first got together, he told me about an experience he had. I never told my first husband about what
2: went on. See, I've never known that he had an experience.
1: Not with them, with UFO.
2: Oh.
1: So I had no interest in this UFO at all. The, the subject, every time it came up, I'd, for some reason, I closed it down straight away. So he's watching me, thinking I've not told him about what i would seen. I hadn't sat down in because I thought if I tell him, he did not think I'm a right lunatic like everyone else does. And, but he knew that, obviously, you'd say, like, do you want to come out for a drive? And I'd be like, no, it's dark. So he knew he had a fear of the dark. He just didn't know what it was. So just this yeah. one day, I just, he was a different person than anyone he'd ever met before. And I trusted him, so I thought, I'm just going to I'm just gonna tell him. So I said to him, has anything ever happened weird in your life that you've never been it That was my opening gambit, you see. So he'd say, well, no, and then I'd go, right, well, it happened to me, and then I'd tell him but I said. Is anything weird ever happened to you in your life? And he said, yeah, yeah, I've had two periods of missing times, two separate events, and I don't know how to explain them. And I said, tell me about it. And he went, no, I don't really want to go into it. Why do you ask me? So I told him about mine. And it took me about five years, Anders, to get it out of it. and I had to pull it out like Keith.
2: Five years?
1: about five years he was so frightened he didn't want to talk about it so he was still in that but over those five years he's watched me work with witnesses yeah Yeah. do. so he'd open up every now and again and give me a bit more so i realized i needed to start looking at alien abduction and alien activity in the uk because i wanted to help him i wanted to find somebody that could help him and then he just, one day, he just told me everything. He told me all about the night and what happened. They were going to the all-night garage. And it would have been about half one, I think, in the morning, two o'clock. Yeah. And suddenly, they all come to, on top of the barrow, that's an ancient burial site, head-to-head head in a cross shape. and they're all looking up, and there's a light above him, all of them, and they all say, what the fuck? You know, what's that? And it's really <laughs> You weird. i have heard you. <laughs> yeah, this really weird, like, <laughs> very strategic. He said it was an angular motion, almost impossible to do. And then he just shot off over Winter Hill. And then, obviously, since then, I've interviewed the other three men that were with him. Well, there's only uh, three of them left now. One of them passed away. So I've interviewed those three. And it's led to a st- strange series of suffering. Death, can't say the word trying to hurry it through because I think people are bored of hearing it right now I See, met a guy when I moved here who said to me, in the 80s there was um, a set of lights on the field, it started as one light and he split into three and they shot off to Winter Hill so when Mark said that the craft that he saw shot off to Winter Hill, I went and found this guy he tells me the tale again and says to me why are you asking you were women I was like I wasn't and he was, he was adamant that I was with him when he saw it and I said they didn't even live here then so to end the argument, I said to him, what were we doing beforehand? And he went, I don't know. I said, well, what were we doing afterwards? And he went, I don't know. I just <laughs> remember that you were there with me when I saw it. And that sent me down. The, the amount of people i found in my town that have had experiences and there's like two lines that come
2: The lay lines.
1: I think they are, yeah. I think they're following the lays from Roundabout Crew up to Winter Hill and then up to todmorden in an almost y shape
3: yeah
1: and so that's what i've been doing over the last 12 18 months i've been speaking to witnesses some of them have woken up and they've had an implant behind their ear that's that's I know. i know a number of them have got a triangular scar including my husband okay almost looks like he's been branded with something triangular and see i
2: find that stuff all very cool
1: And you know what's really weird, I know it
2: sounds a bit nerdy, but I find stuff like... Because I always look at stuff in a scientific way.
1: I do. The the strangest thing that none of them can understand is they all kind of lost memory of the event at a certain bit of the walk. So they could each say, this is what the last thing that I remember was, yeah? But it was a period of the walk. They never made it to the garage, but when they woke up, they had items in their hands. But they had each other's items...
2: Does it seem like it was a mental block, though, what they put up themselves? or it's, so it is genuine?
1: About, I think it's a genuine missing time. It was about an hour and a half, and they all came around at the same time. So for all yeah. that they went into the, the missing time period, at different periods, They all came to two at the same time. So it wasn't like one woke up and then another one did. And it, they all struggled with the mental health for years after that. How can you be a working-class lad from a northern town and tell people that you think you've been abducted by aliens? Yeah. And it happened a number of years later to him, and that one he just won't go into with me. He absolutely. We've not broke through the barrier, that one, yet. Um, and that's, I think, that's the first time I've actually announced that there was a second time. For See, him. I'd
2: want to know.
1: He's the opposite. He doesn't want to know. He doesn't See, want to I'd know. be
2: that fascinated. I'd want to know. I'd, I'd try hypnosis, anything. I would. I'd... I'd want
1: to know. I'm the same as you. I want to know, in, I want to know all the flavours, all the colours. Yeah, why, exactly. Why, 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 why. He's the opposite. It happened, it was traumatising and he doesn't like talking about it. He's a bit more open about it now and because he's, he's told it a few, a couple of times.
2: How many years ago did this happen?
1: It would have been 91, 92, so, so quite, quite a while a, ago. Yeah. Really it a very long time ago. He's in his late 40s now. And it's still, the lad who is with him, Lee, watches the sky 24-7. He's got every telescope known to man. And some of the photos that he's got are incredible. Absolutely incredible.
2: That's fascinating, though,
1: I know, it is absolutely fascinating. But I'm going to bring, if if it's all right with everyone, you stay there, don't you go anywhere. I think we should stop now and we'll have a part two. Yeah. We've done. Stop our, gagging
2: now, for the cigarette. Yeah.
1: we'll have a part two. We'll do a part two. I think. I we'll could talk
2: to you minutes. for days. I'm telling you now. Because so if you before, don't mind, we, before we stop, yeah, we'll stop. Yeah. Yeah, no, so. get it in,
1: before, get it in before we stop, and then I will we'll bring you back for a round two.
2: Excellent. <laughs> that means I can get another coffee. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, can we do the net? Can we do the two on a different time? Like, oh no, yeah, we'll go for part two. We'll get it over and done with. Because
2: my experience is is paranormal the experiences i've had
1: right so, so we're all
2: that in part two.
1: we'll be back in part two and when the lockdown silliness is over and done with we will arrange a weekender down at canick and if you if you want a posh camp there's a number of campsites if you want to wild camp there's loads of places we can wild camp at canick and alan will be along and we'll have a cracking weekend so until next week If you won't be scared,
2: I'll make you scared. (laughs) (laughs) That is all
3: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.